up bros anybody care to lax welcome back to the crease dive presented by barstool sports i'm jordy from barstool and today we got another solo episode coming up here for you but that's fine because there is a ton going on in the world of lacrosse right now uh you know things are starting to heat up here you know we're only a month less than a month away from the start of the college season we've got the nll in full swing uh, we'll get to this in just a second here, but we've got an announcement from the PLL. Uh, a little bit later on in this episode, we will be joined by Kevin Crowley, the big cat, the newest acquisition for the Philadelphia Wings 2.0, the same team that drafted him to start his career. He's back with the Wings now after being traded from the New England Black Wolves. So Kevin Crowley will be joining us pretty soon here. Uh, and then to top it all off, it is LaxCon weekend here in Philadelphia. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that and hopefully, you know, run into some of you guys at LaxCon this weekend. But like I mentioned before, probably the biggest news in lacrosse right now is that the Premier Lacrosse League, they announced their 30 finalists uh, for cities to be hosting events for the first year of the tour. Uh, now, if you're listening to this podcast right now, chances are you already know what those cities are. Uh, but just in case you don't, let me uh, run through them here again for you one last time in alphabetical order. So we've got Albany, Atlanta, Baltimore, Boston, Buffalo, Charlotte, Chicago, Cincinnati, Columbus, Dallas, Denver, Hartford, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami, Minneapolis, NYC, Orlando, Philly, what up? Portland, Oregon, Providence, Raleigh, Richmond, Salt Lake City, home of probably the best looking venue in lacrosse right now, uh, San Francisco, Seattle, St. Louis, Toronto, Vancouver, and Washington, D.C. So those are the 30 finalist cities. Uh, so they will, from that group of 30, they will be picking 12 of those cities that will be hosting uh, some, uh, you know, one of the events this this year and i'm sure that uh you know a couple of them might double dip here because they're going to be 12 cities but there's 14 weeks one of those weeks is going to be an all-star game the other week is going to be a championship week so you know we'll see how that goes uh but now if if you listen to those cities i mean obviously that's a fuck ton of cities right there i mean that's uh, that basically covers the whole map uh you know you've got northeast southeast the west midwest uh pacific northwest wherever you got Canada still nothing in Mexico but you know maybe that'll be a few years down the road uh but pretty much you know you got all your bases covered in North America uh at least where it's you know where we're going to be playing field across uh and so I, I mentioned this you know probably a few times before on the podcast I've definitely mentioned this on the blogs before uh but what the tour base model does I mean I'm I'm sick and tired of hearing people complain about the tour base model for the premier lacrosse league because this is what it is set up to do uh you know there are six teams playing here 
And now if there were just six teams and it was just a city-based, uh, you know, league, like the majority of professional sports leagues are, you know, there's only six cities that are getting to see lacrosse this summer, uh, you know, and, and chances are that those six cities are going to be markets where lacrosse is already pretty big. I mean, it would be kind of a risk to put a pro lacrosse team in, you know, a market like Minneapolis for the whole summer. Now, you know, obviously lacrosse is exploding in Minnesota. Obviously, it, it's an up-and-coming hotbed. I don't know if the market's big enough to, to put a team there, you know, for the full summer and have them host six home games a year. But can you go to Minneapolis over the summer for one weekend where you put the best lacrosse players in the world all in one location for one weekend and sell that bitch out? Absolutely you can. So that's what the tour-based model does. I mean, you can go... You can invade 12 different cities over the summer and you can touch on markets that, you know, just haven't been accessed before. Um, you know, so you got places like Salt Lake City where, you know, Utah is going to be playing their first season in NCAA Division One lacrosse. So obviously, you know, that that. Utah lacrosse is starting to pick up and obviously it's only going to get bigger with the Utes playing NCAA D1 right now. So if you can go to a place like Salt Lake City and bring the best players in the world, you're only going to continue growing the game there. Um, you know, and obviously the PLL, it's going to hit on some on some major markets. I mean, you have to imagine that they're probably going to go, try to go to NYC. I mean, if you're a professional sports league, you kind of have to make a stop in NYC. Uh, you know, the headquarters for the PLL is they're, they're, uh, get, they're situated out in LA. So they're probably going to have a weekend out in LA, whether it's during the regular season or whether it's the, the championship or what, um, you know, and then you got places like, you know, where you traditionally see lacrosse, uh, you know, and traditional there's, you know, obviously, you know, 20 years ago where you'd be seeing lacrosse would be, you know, you got your Baltimore, Boston, uh, Philly. So, you know, they're, they're probably going to stop in at least a couple of those spots. But, you know, from there, you, you just expand and you hit on markets that don't uh, quite get the attention that that, you know, from the lacrosse world that they deserve. So that's going to be places like a like a Houston or a Dallas. You know, obviously, Dallas, they they have the Rattlers now. Um so, you know, they're, but that was the first season that, that they had a pro team down in, in Texas. So, but I, I would like to see them go to Houston. Um, you know, let's, let's see some other, I mean, I think you got to go to a place like Seattle or Portland where you really, uh, you know, kind of get into that Pacific Northwest there because that's another spot where the game has just been booming for years. And then you can also go to places like, you know, in, in Albany or a Buffalo where people are just crazy about lacrosse. Uh, but they just, you know, they haven't been able to get a, a pro team up there. So personally, I think that if, uh, you know, I think a lot of people want Albany to, to get a, uh, an event this, they, they want them to get a, a stop on the tour this summer. Personally, I, I think if you're going to be going to Albany, you kind of have to wait until Lyle Thompson's in the PLL. So he'll be playing in the MLL this year. Uh, you know, obviously Albany's going to show up regardless of if you know Lyle's playing PLL or MLL or whatever but I do think that for the first time that the PLL makes a stop in Albany you kind of want the greatest player to ever come through there uh out there on the field with them so you know obviously Connor Fields will be there and and I, I'm pretty sure Miles is playing in the PLL this year but you kind of you kind of need Lyle before you go to Albany um trying to think here I mean I you know I'm, I'm looking at this list 
and I've, I've thought about, you know, the, the 12 spots that I think make the most sense. And I'm, I'm not quite sold on all of them. So, you know, if, if it were up to me, my 12 at the moment would have to be, and I'll just go in alphabetical order here. So it's not necessarily going to make the most sense to go from, you know, city one to city two, uh, you know, in the order that I have it here. But my 12 that I think the, make the most sense to me would be Atlanta, Baltimore, Chicago, Denver, Houston, LA. I'm torn between Miami and Orlando. I think that Miami is going to be a tough draw. I mean, it's, you look at the baseball team out there, you look at the any team out there, it's tough to get fans out in Miami. I don't really think that people care about sports that much in Miami. I think that they're all just fucking coked up and shit like that. Uh, so I would probably go Orlando over Miami, even though I think Miami is more of like a marquee spot. Uh, NYC, Phil, obviously I have to put Philly in there because I'm a Philly guy. And, you know, it's a selfish pick for me, but, you know, Philly would turn out for this event. Uh, Salt Lake City, you have to go to. In terms of the Pacific Northwest, I think that Seattle's kind of in the middle of all of it. So I think that that would make the most sense. And then, I mean, you have to stop in in Canada because we have so many great Canadian players uh, playing in the Premier Lacrosse League this year. So, you know, you got to give them a game on their home turf. And, you know, if you're going to Seattle, that's close enough to Vancouver. So I'd probably put the Canadian weekend uh, over in Toronto. But again, I think that, you know, there are definitely some cities in that group there that, uh, you know, like Atlanta, they already have the Blaze. So, you know, there's already going to be a ton of pro lacrosse in Atlanta this summer. And, you know, maybe with scheduling, there's some conflicts there. Uh, so Atlanta might not get it this year. Uh, Philly, I mentioned this in the beginning of the uh, beginning of the podcast. You know, we're, we're hosting LaxCon this year. We also have the NCAA Final Four uh, Memorial Day weekend in Philly. So, I mean, that's a ton of lacrosse in Philly already this year. So maybe, you know, maybe maybe you say Philly for another year. Toronto, you know, it just depends on it's I, I don't really know what it is with Americans going into Canada, but I do know that, you know, listen, let's let's be real here. I mean, immigration with Trump, shit like that, like you don't know who can go where and come back when and shit like that. So, uh, you know, I know that the Philadelphia Wings have had uh, a few issues with getting their coaches from Canada into Philly, uh, you know, and they've, they've had to miss some games because of that. Uh, so, you know, maybe the, the border there is a little tricky to work around. So maybe they save Toronto for another year, um, you know, and, and then if you're going to put some other cities in, uh, in, in their place, you know, obviously Boston, you're going to get a great turnout in New England. The only reason why I don't have Boston on my initial list is just because that's where the MLL is based out of. Um, so I, I think that that market's kind of, they might want to get away from that a little bit. Uh, Columbus should should definitely get a game, whether it's this or a weekend, whether it's this summer or next summer. Um, uh, Ohio is a great hotbed for lacrosse that is only getting more serious. Um, you know, and you could put a game at the horseshoe there. The only thing that I would say, if you're putting a game at Ohio State or a weekend at Ohio State, you got to find better camera angles for the horseshoe because watching college games there is fucking brutal, man, at least on TV. Um, so, you know, obviously they'll have NBC sports doing the whole thing. So, you know, I'm sure that those guys are smart enough to, to come up with a, you know, some good camera angles to use. Uh, but yeah, the camera angle for Ohio state on TV is 
pretty tough. Uh, Minneapolis mentioned them before. I mean, Minnesota's picking up in lacrosse and, and that's a, you know, it's a, a undervalued market I'd say. So, you know, you definitely want to get in there pretty soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are a ton of great options to work with. And again, this is what the, the tour base model allows the premier lacrosse league to do. You're not going to have six home games in just six different cities throughout the, the year. Um, you can hit 12 different cities in one summer professional lacrosse in 12 cities for one summer think about what that does to the game think about how many more people are able to see professional lacrosse lacrosse at the highest level because of the way that this league is set up and now people are saying oh well you know you're not going to build rivalries because you don't have cities versus cities and you, you know you're not going to build up those fan bases to hate each other like that's such a fucking old way to look at professional sports i mean Listen, like you, you talk to any kid right now, they're not paying attention to the teams, right? With with social media and, and how active kids are, they're paying attention to players. I mean, you've got way more LeBron James. Well, I mean, uh, this one might not be the best uh, example ever just because there's probably a bunch of Lakers fans already, but you probably have more LeBron fans in the world than you do have Laker fans. And there are people who are going to follow LeBron from Cleveland to Miami to LA. Like people just love players and they're going to follow the players that they love the most. And they're going to follow player rivalries. So, you know, just because there's not the Philadelphia whatever's versus the, you know, the Dallas whatever's or the New York whatever's, like just because there's not going to be city on city rivalry uh, doesn't mean that people aren't going to be tuning in to see their favorite players play their favorite game. Uh, so, you know, the tour base model there, I, I think is huge. And I think that the cities that are set up here is a great, um, great mixture here of high market, cities, you know, cities that are, are going to bring in a lot of people, going to bring in a lot of TV ratings. And then it's also a mixture of, of, you know, so bigger markets and then markets that deserve to have professional lacrosse in their city for at least one weekend, um, because it's only going to continue to grow the game. And in, you know, at the end of the day, that's really what this league is, is trying to do here. I mean, lacrosse is almost there there's just a couple more steps that the game needs to take in order to finally break through. And that's what the league's trying to do. And they're trying to grow the game. And I think that this is the best way to do it. So we'll find out in a few more weeks here what the final 12 cities will be. But as far as, you know, the 30 finalists go, I don't really think that there are many, uh, many cities here that are left off that probably should have. I mean, maybe like Detroit, Maybe, um, but I, I can't really think of many cities that are left off here. Uh, so, yeah, those are the 30 finalist cities for the 12 that will eventually be picked for the first summer of the Premier Lacrosse League. Um, so I guess with that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kick it over from the field game over to the box game. So coming up next, we've got the big cat, Kevin Crowley. All right, with us right now, we have Kevin Crowley, the big cat, formerly of the Philadelphia Wings 1.0 and now the newest member of the Philadelphia Wings 2.0. Uh, I don't think you actually left the city, but welcome back. Yeah, thank you. No, I didn't leave it. I've been here for seven years now, so I haven't left, but excited to be back in the Wings uniform. 
Yeah, uh, before we get this interview really going, I should just mention, uh, so Kevin's over at the apartment right now, and, and he's got my dog Maisie really fired up, so if you hear uh, some, some heavy panting, it's not because he's out of shape, but it's because that's my little fat bulldog, uh, but yeah, so uh, like you mentioned, I mean, you've been here since you got drafted, um, right, so I, I guess you, you made Philly your home ever since coming here the first go-around. Yeah, I fell in love with the city when I moved here. I was off and on living here for the first three years, but you know, full time over the past four years, and have just really enjoyed my time here and love everything about the city. Yeah, and uh, so obviously it's a you know a big time right now, especially you coming back, uh, you know, with the wings. But uh, it's it's a huge weekend in the city. So we got Eagle Saints in in the. Uh, NFL playoffs. Also, some some rumors out there that the Phillies could land uh, Bryce Harper. I mean, fuck baseball, but like it's still some big news. And then uh, then we got Kevin Crowley making his return to the Wells Fargo Center. So if you had to rank those three things, what Eagle Saints, Bryce Harper, the Big Cat's back. <laughs> How are we doing that? It's going Big Cat, Eagles, Harper. Yeah, you got a you got a you got a prediction on the Eagle Saints. Oh man, I think the Eagles are gonna take it. They got all the momentum. They got BDN there leading the charge. So we're uh, that's an exciting. That's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, large genitalia, Nicholas. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so and so you'll be making your uh, your season debut here. Obviously, you know, holding out a little bit with the Black Wolves there at the beginning of the season. Then you know you get this trade going. Um, so I mean, I guess you know you, you got to be excited about you know returning back to the game. Um, but is it even more special being able to throw a Wings jersey back on? Yeah, absolutely. And when I first got picked up by the Wings, when I first got drafted in 2011, I didn't know anyone in this city. Uh, you know, I was going to bars and hanging out with bartenders uh, when I originally moved here. So now, you know, being here seven years and uh, I've built a great network. I've got a lot of great friends here that will be there cheering me on. So when I step foot on that turf and I look around and see everyone, it's going to be a really special moment for me. Yeah, so this will be the second home game for the Wings this season. Uh, so the first go around a few weeks ago, I mean, I, I was there, you know, Wells Fargo Center, and you walk around. I've, the place was packed. There was like 11,000 people there. Um, but you walk around, and you, and you saw Crowley 21 jerseys everywhere. So obviously the fans are hyped to have you back. Um, you know, and I think, you know, the, the Wings are, will probably be a little hyped to have you there as well. Uh, you know, it hasn't been the best go around for them so far this season. They're still looking for that first win. But, I mean, they've been close in, in those games. Uh, you know, you were there at, at the Wells Fargo Center for that first one. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, they made a nice little comeback there at the end, fell a little short. Last week against Toronto, it, you know, they probably could have used one more goal there toward the end. And, uh, you know, who better to give them that one more goal than a guy who scored 51 tucks last year yeah hopefully that's what uh hopefully i can continue my success from last year and bring that to the team this year and i think there's a lot of uh yeah i was at the home opener i thought it was great in terms of you know game day production and everything they had going on and you know i think there's a lot of good things to build on that i saw in those games and then up in toronto you know uh just young mistakes that you know if you don't go through those mistakes early in the season they can happen later in the season so uh, like I said, a lot of good stuff to build on, and you know I'm fortunate to be a part of uh, what we have going on going forward. Yeah, and so you know now with this team, you know they're an expansion team, but there's still a couple probably familiar faces on there uh, for you. I mean, you got guys like Jordan Hall who you played with before. 
you know, Chris Collins with the, you know, with practice squad goalie there. So, you know, some familiar faces with you, but who are you uh, the most excited to play with for the first go around? Uh, for the first go around, I'd have to say Matt Rambo. I had him, you know, as a rookie with the Charlotte Hounds in the MLL this summer. So I got to know him a little bit there. Uh, he's a, you know, he's, he's a, yeah, I got the dog licking my feet. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's, uh, you know, he's a, a great lacrosse player and I think he hasn't found his stride yet in the box game, but I'm looking forward to working with him. And, uh, cause I, you know, I have the utmost respect for, you know, him. I love him as a person and, you know, I'm looking forward to working with him and getting him, uh, you know, as a, as a, in the lineup and a contributor every single game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and some of those younger guys on this roster are, uh, you know, there are definitely some characters on this team, and, and Rambo's no exception there. Also, uh, also Big Daddy Blazer. Uh, I know that you'll be working a, a clinic with some of those guys a little bit later on today. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, are, are you excited to be, you know, there, there is, there's a lot of uh, youth on this team, definitely a lot of character. So, you know, is that something that's, you know, big for you moving forward, just being with the team. You know, obviously nothing against the the Black Wolves, but you know, is is that you know the character of this team something that you're looking forward to? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Jordan Hall said it first to me. He's like, he he loves the locker room, and that's obviously important. And I'm excited for these guys who are living in the market like I was at that age. You know, and he and you know, exploring a new city and getting to meet all different types of people and getting out in the community and doing media appearances and. Uh, going to the Sixers game, going to the Flyers game, stuff like that. It's just, uh, you know, it's a, it's why part of the reason why I fell in love with the city and seeing the fans here wrap their arms around their athletes. And uh, so I'm excited for, you know, all the young guys and excited for this team. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you follow any of those young guys on either Twitter or Instagram, they're, uh, you know, they're all getting real big into cooking these days. So, uh, you know, are, are you going to add to the chef squad or are you just going to make some of the, the younger guys cook for you? Well, that would be a good idea, but I've got into the <laughs> slow cooker lately. And I may be a sign of my age turning 30 now, though, but uh, I call it Big Cat Crowley's Country Crock-Pot Kitchen. So that's my uh, contribution to this culinary uh, trend we have going on with the wings right now. Yeah, uh, low and slow, definitely the way to go. Maybe not so much on the field, but, uh, you know, <laughs> low and slow in the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> big movement there. Uh, but, yeah, so, um, you know, we, we've mentioned this before. You know, so you, you get drafted to Philly. You fall in love with the city. You, you spend, you know, the last seven years here. Um, you know, people who aren't, you know, from around the area, they, they probably don't know, uh, you know, how much you do with lacrosse in the city, especially, you know, at the youth level and stuff like that. I mean, you're all over the place, uh, you know, clubs like, like fusion lacrosse and, uh, and Penn star lack. So like you're, you've got your hands on a lot of different things within the lacrosse community in Philly. Um, you know, and how big has that been for you? Cause I think, you know, I think what you're doing is, you know, when I was growing up playing lacrosse in the area, uh, indoor lacrosse for us was just you went inside and you played field lacrosse inside. Right. Uh, but but you know the stuff that you're doing, you know you you do some field stuff as well, but you're really uh, you know putting an emphasis on the box game in this area at the youth level, which I think is huge for these kids moving forward, especially going to the next level. Yeah, and you know the the overriding element is that I just love coaching. Um, you know, and especially you get to teach a new skill. It's almost like a new sport when you're introducing kids who played outdoor lacrosse to box lacrosse. Um, and, you know, so I have my hands in a couple different things trying to, to grow the game of box lacrosse. But in the end, it's, you know, I like working with kids. I enjoy it. Uh, 
You know, I could have could have had the worst day ever and, and have a clinic that night and just, you know, all day I'm looking forward to that clinic to getting out there with the kids. And, you know, I hopefully they, they see that too and the parents see that too and it continues to build our programs. And then, you know, I, t I talked about having those people in the crowd that I know and, you know, you teach these kids for four or five years, you watch them grow up and then to have them come out and support you in a game and see their, you know, them cheering you on in the crowd is uh it's a, it's a rewarding thing. So, again, that's something that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, and I think, you know, like we were talking about the younger guys earlier, I think, like, that's, like, a great, uh, you know, basically, like, a blueprint for them to follow. And, you know, whether they do some of their own stuff or help out with you, um, you know, I think that the biggest thing that's going to help, you know, the wings grow in this city again and, and lacrosse to grow anywhere is just for guys to be active in the community, and, and you're crushing that. So that's, uh, that's pretty big as well. And then, uh, yeah, and like you said, you know, hanging out with some bartenders early on in, in your career, <laughs> that's also going to help, uh, you know, promote the sport, you know, try to get, you know, some of these bars around the city to throw the game on. And Yeah, I mean, you know, even going on one of those social dating apps and putting your profile as a Philadelphia Wings, <laughs> and then people are like, what are the Philadelphia Wings? Well, have a look. Here's some tickets. Come on out to the game. So, yeah. It's growing the game, man. I'm growing the game. <laughs> one one Tinder profile at a time. The cross <laughs> is is taking over. And uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, he definitely got my dog into it as well. She's pretty fired up right now. She I can't like her. she can't believe nice it. To me. <laughs> uh, I think I think Rambo's family has a bulldog as well. So we might have to get them one on one soon here. Uh, but yeah, so you know, first game coming up this weekend uh, for you and and. You know, you got a little bit of rust to shake off, or you, uh, you know, I, I know that you've been, uh, you know, you got your Wednesday night shooting in, and yeah. I'm, I'm sure you've been training. So, uh, you know what? You can never simulate a box across workout. So, you know, it's, I have been working hard in the gym and, and getting a lot of shots, but like I said, it's nothing like being in season for getting in shape. So, you know, hopefully I'm not uh, sucking wind too hard out there, but, you know, I'm just looking forward to the chance of getting back out there and, you know, add. Uh, it was sad that the wings left the last time, and I don't want to harp on the old wings, uh, you know, and I feel like I took it for granted being in Philadelphia and having all those things that came along with being the wings. Um, so now that I'm back, you know, I, I, I'm fully embracing it and taking every opportunity to promote the wings I can and doing whatever I can to put people in those seats. So it's, uh, it's going to be a special game on Saturday. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it should probably be pretty crowded again as well. Uh, you know, obviously a lot of hype around the wings. And then you got LaxCon in Philly this weekend. And also, uh, you know, the, the Thompson brothers will be there with the Swarm. So that's, you know, going to be a little bit of a tough match up there with those guys. But, uh, you know, definitely a ton of reason for people to show up to the Wells Fargo Center on Saturday. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to keep you too much longer here. I know you got stuff to do today. Uh, any, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Hmm. No, I think we've covered a lot of it. That Tinder thing was, uh, <laughs> man, it's Hinge. It's, not, it's Hinge and Bumble. Tinder's I've, a thing I've, of the past. I've, I've been out of the market for a while now, so I'm a, I'm a little rusty on my online dating app lingo. <laughs> but, uh, hey, listen, if, if you're in the area or if you're just, you know, a female who wants to kind of, you, you can change the radius on your miles, if, you know. <laughs> Kevin he's he's out there. He's waiting for you, and he's looking to grow the game. All right, so you know maybe uh, you know maybe I'll have some tickets for you in the box office. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, thanks for coming on again. This is uh, second time here, so recurring guest. And uh, listen, all I'm trying to do these days is just get as many of my of my buddies, and I think I can call you a buddy here. Get as many of, of my buddies 
on the wings roster as possible because that means that when next year's tryouts run around come around i got some more people pulling for me so uh you know so far on the pod we've we've had you we've had rambo we've had cluche baptiste so I'm, I'm doing everything i can to get myself in with the team so just make sure you keep a number 69 open for me and uh <laughs> i'll be out on the floor with you next year all right man look forward to it yeah good luck this saturday thank you All right. Thanks again to Kevin Crowley for hopping on the podcast. I know that, uh, you know, personally, I am uh, I'm pumped that he is back in Philly. I mean, the guy was the leading goal scorer in the NLL last year, so it's going to be a, a nice little treat to be able to watch him over at the Wells Fargo Center, uh, you know, for the foreseeable future. And, you know, like I said, he's done a ton for the game here in Philly and, and the lacrosse community here, uh, you know, in the area. So, it's definitely great to have him back in a wing sweater. And with that in mind, let's let's talk about this schedule coming up for week five in the NLL. And we will start with the wings. They are going to be hosting the Georgia Swarm. Now, this is a 3-0 Georgia Swarm team coming in against the Philadelphia Wings team who's still looking for their first win uh, in this new expansion era. And... You know, like I mentioned, they're, they've been close. I mean, they, they kept up with Buffalo in that first game of the season. A little bit of a drop-off there against Rochester. And then they took the Toronto Rock to overtime last week. So, you know, this is a Wings team that it, there's not a lot of expectations for them. But they're playing gritty lacrosse. They're keeping up with some of these teams. And I think that, you know, the addition of Kevin Crowley and his 51 goals from last year, definitely going to help them out. Now, is it going to be enough to beat... Lyle Thompson, Miles Thompson, uh, Brendan Bomberry, and and the Georgia Swarm. It's gonna be a tough one. Um, I I think you know, if anything, this game might bode well for for the Wings if it is a shootout because I think that that's really where the Wings, uh, you know, that that's gonna be their style of play. I mean, if if it can be a back and forth game and both teams can be pumping the back of the net, um, you know, I like the Wings coming out better in a high scoring game than I do think that they'd come out in a low scoring game. So it'll be close. I, uh, it, it hurts. I, I think that the wings might still have to wait another week or so to get that first win of the season. So I, I do see the swarm coming out on top here, but again, it'll be a close game. It'll be an exciting game, um, you know, and Philly is going to be buzzing after, well, I guess this is in the middle of hosting LaxCon, so there'll be a ton of people uh, in the city for that game and uh, might even get a little guest appearance from a little guy that goes by the name of Dahoga Nanacoke. Don't quote me on that, but uh, might get a Dahoga sighting at the Wells Fargo Center this weekend. But yeah, I got Georgia over Philly in that one, but it'll be a nail biter. Up next, we've got the Toronto Rock, the 2-1 Rock. They are taking the trip down to Colorado to play against the 0-2 Mammoth right now. Uh, you know, we saw it against the Wings last week. When your team has Tom Schreiber and the other team doesn't, chances are you're probably going to win more games than you lose. Uh, and I think that that'll probably be the same thing again this week. Uh, it's it's going to be it's tough. I don't ever want to bet against Tom Schreiber. I don't think that you would get rich by betting against Captain America. So I'm going with the Rock in this one. Um, you know, Colorado, though, on their home floor, 
looking for their first win. Obviously, there's going to be some pride on the line there. So, you know, I'm, I'm not set on that pick, but I'm not going to bet against Tom Shriver, um, you know, probably ever. You can quote me on that. Uh, so I got the rock in that one. So, so far, the road teams are 2-0 in my predictions. Then we got the New England Black Wolves going up against the Calgary Roughnecks. This will be the first game in a while. Well, actually, you know, the last few games or two games of the season, they've been without Kevin Crowley because he's been in the holdout there. But, you know, this is a post-Crowley era in New England. And they are now taking the trip up and over to play against the 3 and one Roughnecks. Uh, you know, Calgary, they had a little bit of a stumble there in overtime against Vancouver. Or, yeah, against Vancouver in their first game of the season. They've been a buzzsaw since. And, uh, you know, I, I don't see them stopping here. I mean, I think, you know, this is a, a Black Wolves team. who You know, they, they beat the defending champs. I mean, they beat the rush this season. So, and that was without Crowley in the lineup. Um, but I do think that, you know, the, the Roughnecks are just going to, you know, you got – uh, you got CDB there in, in the net, and I don't think that they're going to have enough enough offensive firepower to keep up with, with Calgary in that one. So I see Calgary getting the first home win of the weekend for me. And then speaking of those defending champs, we got the rush, the one-on-one rush heading over into Vancouver playing at Rogers Arena there against the Vancouver Warriors and the Warriors – you know, so I mentioned that, you know, Calgary had that little bit of a stumble in overtime against the Warriors in the opening game of the season for them. Um, since that overtime win, they've lost three straight. But, uh, you know, I, this is a rush team that they've been in the past four finals. Um, they very good chance that they end up in five in a row. We had Mark Matthews on the podcast before. It's only a matter of time before he just starts ripping nets to shreds. Uh, so, you know, I, I got the rush coming out on top of that one. And then finally, to wrap up our weekend, we've got the San Diego Seals with their first home game in franchise history. So they will be hosting the Rochester Nighthawks, the Gulls, not the Gulls, that is the AHL team in San Diego, the Seals. They're one and two on the season. Uh, if, if you didn't get a chance to see Austin Stats' one-handed crease die from last week, make sure you uh, you know you find that one on YouTube or Instagram or whatever. It was one of the nastiest goals that you'll see all year. Audi Stats, absolute beast. And first home game for the Seals. I'm against a, a, a very good Nighthawks team, a Nighthawks team that was in the final last year. But I got the Seals putting on a show for San Diego. This is a, you know, this is a game right here that the West Coast has been buzzing for. Uh, so, you know, I, I think San Diego, they've, they've got, you know, like I mentioned with, uh, you know, Colorado a little bit earlier before with a little bit of pride on the line there. This is San Diego. They've got the entire, you know, that, that whole California West Coast they they're playing for West Coast lacrosse right there they're playing for beach lacrosse I mean you, you don't really think of box lacrosse on the beach well they're doing it and you know they're they're they want to put on a show for that crowd out there so I've got the seals coming out on top of that one to put them at two and two on the season so yeah those are uh, my week five picks in the NLL I've got Georgia over the wings. The Rock over the Mammoth, the Roughnecks over the Black Wolves, the Rush over the Warriors, and the San Diego Seals winning their first home game 
in franchise history over the Nighthawks. So it's uh, going to be a busy week in the NLL, and it is also going to be a busy week in the city of Philadelphia. Like I mentioned, LaxCon 2019 in Philadelphia this weekend. So that'll be getting going today. Um, you know, if you're listening to this on Friday, so today, tomorrow, Saturday, and uh, a little bit on Sunday too, I believe. So I'll be around at LaxCon all weekend, uh, you know, and I'll also be putting in a little double duty there going from LaxCon to the Wings game on Saturday. So if you're around at all this weekend, um, you know, if, if you came from out of town or if you're from Philly and you're just going to be around, uh, you know, keep an eye out for me. I'll be, uh, you know, I'll be going live on Instagram at uh, the crease dive and also, uh, you know, I'll be tweeting from, you know, my main account or the crease dive account. So that's at Barstool Jordy and at the crease dive on Twitter. So I'll be chronicling my weekend at LaxCon. Uh, so, you know, if you're around, make sure you, you come find me. We'll uh, shoot the shit a little bit. And uh, yeah, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, get, get a few really good interviews banked here with some of the best people in the lacrosse world. Um, you know, we, we've got a ton of people, whether it's, you know, the best pro players in the world or the best coaches or the, you know, the best equipment people, um, you know, ton of ton, a ton of great lacrosse people are going to be in the city of Philadelphia this weekend. So I really hope to get a ton of great interviews with them uh, for all you guys moving forward here. So looking forward to LaxCon, looking forward to week five in the NLL and looking forward to seeing which 12 cities end up being the final locations for the first year of the premier lacrosse league. Um, Yeah. And on top of all that, we're less than a month away from the start of the college lacrosse season. So, boys and girls, can you feel it in the air? It's January. The kids are all back at school. Practices are underway. We're starting to see some some new uniforms, some new helmets, all, all this new swag. We're seeing some pictures from practices. It's here. It's almost here. It's almost underway. It's the best time of the year this is where lacrosse takes over and it starts right now. And until then, low to high to the day we die, we out. Oh, Yeah, I get it.